0: economic update with dr kirk elliott my name is sean morgan i'm a host over at AmpNews.us of the sean morgan report and kirk one of your predictions came true i got your email about this uh the un saying we need to link bank accounts to ids i mean this is just uh their agenda out in the open isn't it
1: well it is so here's the thing sean if you look back at the progression of all of this right so we can start in, uh, you go back to March of 2020 and, and Biden's, you know, decision to ha- executive order 14067, which opened up the door for CBDCs in America. Then you have what Dr. Pippa Malmgren said this summer of last year, CBDCs are, are almost here. They're right underneath our nose and it's programmable money with the ability to cut you out from buying or selling if we don't like your digital social profile, Add that to three weeks ago, the Bank of International Settlements, Project Icebreaker, saying they're going to be able to stop in wires from bank to bank if the use of funds doesn't comply with their ideology. It's like, what? Who's to say that their ideology is the only reason? I mean, so anyways, they can cut you off from buying or selling, which matches the World Economic Forum's rationale of programmable money, right? Then- you had Project Aurora, which is real-time – this is Bank of International Settlements as well – real-time monitoring of every single person, every single company, at every single bank in every single country. That's a lot of people, right? So yeah. I'm monitoring to check their ideology. Well, now you get this United Nations Directive, which came out yesterday morning. They're planning digital ID linked to bank accounts. So as you read through it, the, I mean, the, this is just gets so weird. Because even the policy briefs that are naming this, a global digital compact reforms to the international financial architecture and the future of outer space governance. I mean, that's like space cadet kind of stuff, right? But, But here they have UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres vision for the future and his common agenda. Here's what it is digital IDs linked with bank or mobile money accounts can improve the delivery of social protection coverage and serve to better reach eligible beneficiaries. So let's break that down real quick. Eligible beneficiaries in this context, anybody that has a bank account anywhere in the world, that's the eligible beneficiary. Social protection coverage, this, this actually dovetails with the BIS, basically Project Icebreaker which basically matches your ideology with theirs. And if it doesn't match up, they'll cut you off from buying or selling. And digital social profile, social credit score, ESGs if you're a company with programmable money with central banks. So here's the thing. Let's just put this into potential scenario. Let's say you're giving to a political party. Let's just call it Trump election, right? Oh, well, that boy, that they don't, they don't comply with the social agenda that we want. We better employ these social protection coverages and stop that from happening. Or what if your carbon footprint's too big because you drive a gas-guzzling truck, Sean? And they say, well, you know what, um, this this guy, Sean, <laughs> he drives this gas-guzzling truck. He doesn't care about the environment. That he's not in it for the social progress of the world. Let's put some social protection coverage. Um, on this too, and block him from being able to buy any oil or you name it. I mean, you name it. Right.
0: Oil. I mean, they can just make it harder for you to get a home mortgage or how you have a different interest rate from everybody else. There's all kinds of ways they could punish this, uh, punish you for your ideology and your behavior. Uh, and then the ultimate thing is like you said, cutting you completely off.
1: Yeah. So, so you take this into what they said in this directive the objective is to have people, devices like your phones, um, and entities all tied up in a connected network that could apparently be centrally administered um, by unelected bureaucrats, right? So, so <laughs>
0: by AI, by, by the people running the AI switchboard, right?
1: Yeah, I mean it, the AI switchboard is actually going to be like overheating because every single thing that you do, how they want to do it is they want to uh, tie some kind of a digital ID card, call it a driver's license, a passport with a biometric identifier. Your fingerprint is what they mentioned, which is going to be attached to your bank account. So this is how they tie everything yeah. together.
0: Well, they have the facial scan, the iris scan, the fingerprint, uh, they have all kinds of biometric ways that they want to track you. And uh, I experienced this all the time in Brazil. Uh, to get inside and outside of apartment buildings, you have to do facial scans. To to use the Amazon of Brazil called Mercado Livre, you have to do a facial scan. Everything's facial scanned now. Please. It's it's crazy.
1: Well, I, it's funny. I, went to, I was walking home the other day, went to Whole Foods. It was just right on the way. And they now have palm readers at the checkouts because I heard about it and said, I got to check this out. So I stopped in there. Um, not normally where I go for food, but... But they have the normal checkout kiosks and everything else, and you can just wave your card over it But um, or attach it to your Amazon account, right? But now they have palm readers, which will read your fingerprints, right? And you just wave your palm. I don't know what's in it. Maybe they have a biometric chip. I don't know. Maybe it's some of the um, – They probably just scan your fingerprint, yeah, oh, maybe it's the the nanoparticles that are in your blood from the vaccines. Who knows how it goes? <laughs> but, but whatever you write, you wave your palm over the reader and you can check out that way. It's getting really creepy.
0: Yeah, it is, and people are so used to it now because it's creeped up on us, and so they're so much more likely to hand over their privacy. Uh, but patriots, we have to do something. We have to take a stand. Uh, it, what are some things that people can do to, to protect their privacy, to get out of this system, to do a parallel system?
1: Well, one of the things that, that we can do, which, which you and I have been talking about John Michael Chambers at, at AMP news has been talking about this for decades with me, right. Is kind of a get out of the system. Don't be a digital slave in their digital world, right? You, if you go into tangible assets like silver, like gold, um, you can ultimately use that for barter, but those are private transactions. When it's not digital, they have a really hard time cutting yeah. you off from buying. And that's
0: totally company. legal. I mean, it's not like you're doing something illegal by bartering or, or, or no. doing transactions with gold and silver.
1: One step beyond that, though, is is states are now looking at this, and and I think they're starting to become major opposition. Central bank digital currency because people are finally waking up and realizing uh, this isn't what we thought it was. This is going to be pretty stinking bad. So, so you've got Arkansas, which three weeks ago basically designated gold as legal tender in that state. Wyoming, Utah, mm, Oklahoma already have. Texas has proposed state legislation for a state chartered central bank backed by gold. Um, Ron DeSantis yeah. in Florida just two weeks ago basically passed a bill that said, we're not even going to accept central bank digital currency in Florida. I mean, so so here's where already, before it even hits mainstream, you've got states that are starting to do the wise thing. And I think you're going to start to see alternative currency systems rise up to run parallel with central bank digital currency so people can have an option, people can have a choice. And this is the one thing where, as, as I read through scripture as well, Right. Because I've got so many clients that call and say, Kirk, this is the mark of the beast. This is Revelation 13, 17, the ability to cut you off from buying or selling. It's like, okay, if you read that, what does it say? It says, do not take the mark. Right. So, so that means there's a choice. There's a choice to take it or to not take it. And God is a God of choice. Right. You can, if if you're a believer in Jesus, you can accept Jesus or not. You can choose to sin or not to sin. Right. God always gives us a choice. There's benefits. Benefits or consequences. I think this is the exact same thing. When people say, "Kirk, this is the mark of the beast," I don't know. I'm so nervous. And I'm scared, and blah blah blah. It's like you don't need to be. Just don't take it, because I think all right, we're seeing that their sovereignty are coming up, and the sovereignty of states' rights, and the sovereignty of you as individuals having that right to choose. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy choice, right? But it's going to be a worthwhile choice because they're gonna make it very difficult for you to not take it, right? They're gonna say, okay, you've got social security. I'm speculating here, right? But if you've got social security, we're the government, we're gonna pay you through our government system. You have to take this. Or maybe a government pension. Or maybe now by July 18th, when the Fed's directive says every bank, small, medium, large, and credit union needs to, to basically market the Fed Now app to yeah. all of their customers. That comes July eight. Got to use
0: Fed Now if you want the universal basic income and all the welfare. You got to sign up for Fed Now. I'm sure that's probably one of the ways they're going to do it. It's got to be. Uh, but you know, let's let's kind of touch on the idea of price suppression because mm-hmm. I think some people think there's a risk in, in getting gold and silver and, and investors you know, institutional investors have always recognized it's good to hedge with gold and silver. You know, you put up maybe a percentage or a couple percentage of your portfolio in something like that. And then if there's a downturn, then gold and silver generally go up. And so you're kind of hedging yourself. So at the very least, hedging yourself makes sense. But what about the idea that gold and especially silver have been suppressed? And when something like this, some kind of big financial problem occurs, then that price suppression will kind of be released, and there will be a possible growth opportunity in these two precious metals.
1: Well, I think there's, I think there's going to be. And if you actually look sideways here of the BRICS nations, what are the BRICS nations doing? Since 2010, um, Russia has purchased 1,600 tons of gold, not not ounces, not pounds, tons. Right? China about a thousand tons. Uh, Turkey, 400 plus tons, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, um, India, all over 200 tons each. Why would they be gobbling up as much gold, gold by the ton? I mean, that's a lot, right? There's 16 ounces in a pound, 2,000 pounds in a ton. They've got thousands of tons. There's a lot of gold there, right? So why would they suppress something that they are amassing by the ton? They wouldn't. So, once this comes to fruition, Unless they want to buy it cheap
0: and then before the price goes up.
1: But at some point, they don't suppress it because they own it, right? So, at some right. point, I think the metals absolutely go through the roof. But there's no doubt there's been suppression for 30 years in the metals markets. And even with that, you've seen silver that's up over 30% a year for the past three years. That's pretty amazing. Even with suppression, wait until those games are stopped being played, which which there's enough momentum. Global supply of silver is pegged to run out, according to Andy Sheckman within the next five months. So when that happens, you can't really have price suppression when the manufacturer- That's
0: a good point. When the supply and demand fundamentals really uh, come into play, uh, there's really nothing that the computer algorithms and institutional investors can do uh, to suppress it uh, so that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out and I want to make sure that we talk about that as the supply shortages in silver start
1: to happen well, uh, so we're already seeing supply shortages I mean thousand ounce bars we're, were generally relegated to a list every single day and it sometimes runs out right we've got we've got hundred ounce bars which I mean we don't have an issue with 100 ounce bars because we have a direct relationship with the refiners in the and the the uh, depository however most of the dealers in the country don't have blocks of silver they don't have bars that they have availability of we happen to but but to the but that just tells me that globally we are starting to run out of supply when when normal wholesalers normal dealers of silver can't even get it i mean it's it's just right. becoming a pretty pretty precarious situation for people who want to buy because supply is starting to run out. Right. I
0: can't wait until the supply runs out because I already have a lot of my savings in silver. But for those of you who don't have it yet, it's probably a good time to stack up while it's cheap. So how can people work with you? What's it like to work with you uh, scheduling an appointment? What's the process?
1: So it's really easy. I mean, you can go to the link. Um, you know, under this, the, the web page that we put together for Badlands. Or you can call us 720-605-3900. Just say, Sean Morgan sent me, right? Or you can, when, but when that happens, so the form link or call us, and the link is kirkelliotphd.com forward slash Badlands. Easy. So then when you call in, you'll reach one of my schedulers. They'll ask you some questions. What do you? What was it that Sean and Kirk talked about that caused you to want to reach out? And then we'll put together a strategy after you get scheduled with one of our advisors to actually get you in the right place at the right time, reduce your risk, maximize your return, and set up a strategy moving forward that can take advantage of some of these horrible trends that you and I just talked about, rather right. than letting those trends take advantage of you. That's the process. It's it's real quick and easy.
0: What about people who have a lot, like 100% of their retirement in the stock market, what are their options?
1: Well, I think having 100% in the stock market means you're probably going to have 30% left by the time it's all done, right? So I would get out, right? I would liquidate. The, the One of the keys to wealth you know, protection and growth is to simply be in the right place at the right time. It's not saying that stocks are bad. Stocks are just bad for right now because this the stock market fundamentally is a reaction to spending right when revenues are down bean revenues have to be down cuz prices have gone up wages have gone down taxes have gone up and interest rates have gone up all that's a kiss of death to people spending money so the stock market's poised for a big correction i would lock in now get out and go into something that's going to grow ultimately when we get a change in presidency or a change in congress that gets us policies of growth again lowering taxes lowering interest rates and creating jobs that would be the time you want to go back into the stock market. Right. But, but for right What's now, working
0: with your team is that it's a continual relationship. So when there's a buy trigger or a sell trigger, you reach out to people, you don't charge them for selling their bullion back to you. Correct. Um, which a lot of the other gold and silver dealers charge commissions both, both ways, both times. So that's you showing integrity. I appreciate that. But what about these IRAs? What makes the IRAs that you work with different from some of the paper-backed?
1: Well, they're they're tangible-backed. So you can what the people don't generally realize is you can roll an IRA from your paper-backed one, like at Schwab or E-Trade or Merrill Lynch or whatever, over to a tangible-backed one where we can allocate thousand ounce bars of silver, hundred ounce bars of silver, ten ounce bars of silver whatever it might be into your IRA. That's a tax-free rollover. So the key is it's not an ETF. It's not a mutual fund. It's not a mining share. It's physical silver that's stored on your behalf. That's only attached to you. It's not a joint account. It's singular ownership key to safety, but but getting a tangible asset that gets you out of that digital system yeah. and being a slave in their digital world.
0: It's When you put it that way, it just makes sense to me that the type of people who watch Badlands, who are patriots, who don't believe in the Federal Reserve System, don't believe in the beast system, that's what they want. They want to get out. They want an alternative. They want something real. You have the tools and the options to do that with a tax-free rollover. That's awesome. So if people just want to learn about that, there's no pressure. It's an educational consultation. There's a link in the description below. Make sure that you tell them that Badlands
1: sent you. And uh, Kirk, any final thoughts when we
0: say wrap up here today?
1: No, I mean, Sean, you've known me for a long time. I've never been a sense of urgency kind of a guy, right? It's like, think about it, pray about it, get back with us when when you come to a conclusion. But I've, I'm getting to a, an urgency point, especially with this wow. UN directive, because they set a date. They set a date for those digital IDs to be attached to your bank account. That's September of 2024. That's not wow. too far away. Right. So as we start moving towards that, you're going to get more upheaval in the markets, more skittishness, more people operating out of fear. And the every day that we go when silver is being purchased, the global supply is diminishing. So here's the point of urgency. It's like if you've kind of made a decision or you you were thinking about it, I would just act rather than rather than wait, because there will be a time when I think prices jump up so much because supply starts to diminish so much that I'd rather be 12 months, nine months, three months early than one day late. Uh,
0: Oh, I bought my silver two years ago and I'm happy that I was two years early. You know, it's not a problem for me to to wait this out Uh, because what you've said many times is it's the, the fear and the uncertainty and the chaos and the turmoil and the wars and, and the economic problems. That's what causes precious metals to rise. So we can only expect that to happen. 2023, 2024, the presidential election, all kinds of financial changes happening, big changes on the global scale. Uh, That means uncertainty, chaos, all those things. So, Kirk, thank you so much for joining. Uh, We're going to get an update from you next week, hopefully, and we're going to continue to track the supply and all the things happening politically. Uh, Thank you for joining, Kirk. You bet. My pleasure. Bye-bye. God bless.